Okay, so this is Joey. This is Joey. Hey. All right. Oh, just one other thing before we actually begin is um, what we were going to try to do is not talk over each other, right? So, right. So we're going to try. Which to is my specialty. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That's okay. Well, we're, we're going to get through. Joey, we're going to get through this. Don't worry. I, I guess, <laughs> we sorry. are going to get through it. We're, we hope we're going to get through it. Yeah. Because we're running out of stuff to talk about, so we need people on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So here, here. Wait for blah 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 blah. Let, it, let me introduce uh, our new guest, our first guest, the very first guest of The Drop with Frank and Brian. This is Joey Hernandez, a member of Forbidden Fantasy. Hi, Joey. Hey, what's up, guys? He's not you? only the member. He's not only a member. He is the San Diego president. <laughs> oh, correct. yes. Uh, San Diego chapter. Yeah. Forbidden Fantasy. Absolutely. So how do we do this? Do we just say, Joey, tell us about yeah, yourself? Just, well, well, I think I'll start off by saying... I very basically for the people who haven't met Joey or don't know Joey or what Joey's about, just kind of explain yourself. Like, you know, who you are, where you're from. You're well. We already kind of established that you're the president of the San Diego chapter, so we know yes. that. Um, how you got in the club? How you became the president of the San Diego chapter? I think we should just start with that stuff. All right, all right. I will try to edit it to the parts that you can share with everyone. <laughs> um, uh, obviously, my name is Joey. I'm from uh, San Diego, California, the second ever chapter of Forbidden Fantasy. Um, I started uh, with low riding, uh, going to low rider shows by myself. Back in the day, I know in your last podcast, you guys were talking about uh, the willingness to go to shows because of the passion for custom cars. Uh, and so I started going to low rider shows by myself, and then I, um, when I got my first car, it was a 92 uh, Civic four-door <laughs> Uh, and I used to go to the street races here in San Diego. They were very popular. Uh, more imports, you know, right around the time Fast and Furious came out. And I was uh, introduced by a friend who I met through the races to Forbidden Fantasy, which had just started petitioning uh, Forbidden Fantasy San Diego. They had originally been... Oh, I couldn't even tell you. I thought it was Lowered Obsessions, maybe? You'd yeah, have to ask Lowered Obsessions, and uh, Glenn Moss, who's actually uh, the vice president here in San Diego, is the one who uh, I was introduced to, and I saw my first ever uh, body-dropped, fully-shaved uh, 1986 Toyota Extended Cab. Uh, still to this day, probably one of the most beautiful trucks I've ever seen in my life. Uh, just fully-shaved rear end. I mean, talk about the, the creme de la custom. Uh, it, it had no taillights, you know, like a lot of people have, uh, Cadillac taillights or, uh, Brian had Integra taillights in his Tacoma a long time ago, or, uh, Ray from San Diego has, uh, uh, Supra taillights, you know, those are very popular back when I first started and, uh, he had no taillights. So he had magnetic lights that he put on, tow lights that he put on when he was driving from place to place, but then he'd drive around runs and shows with no taillights whatsoever. I've done that so how he never got rear-ended. Yeah, how he never got rear-ended, I don't understand. Uh, but, uh, so I got introduced, and it was more uh, somebody saying, hey, you should come hang out. I was like, you know, I don't really have uh, a mini truck. And uh, at the time, you know, that's mini truck clubs were, uh, there were, you know, Hondas in the scene, but not as, uh, it, was, it wasn't that often that you saw, it was a style at a time. I know the last podcast you guys were talking about, uh, whether it's a, a sport or a family or, you know, whatever. Uh, in, in my world, from what I took from it, is that mini trucking was a style that went across all boards, no matter what kind of car, uh, truck, vehicle, whatsoever. Um, it was a style that you customized your vehicle 
in. And so at the time, I just had, it was a lowered Civic, uh, not much done to it, in, intake, uh, exhaust, little things, and then I got some 17-inch wheels, and I got a, a close friend of ours uh, who owned a shop, and his brother uh, put on, I had air cans um, from a system that I just bought from him, and uh, it was <laughs> super young at the time, so it was more of a payment plan situation, and I was able to get... Uh, get my uh civic on uh on air ride uh which was a big thing at the time uh they didn't uh, they had it was bolt on but it wasn't necessarily really bolt on you know it was kind of make it work situation with uh suspension and uh had that had it stolen four times down here in san diego because it's a <laughs> it's apparently very easy to break into a honda civic <laughs> that's the 92 to 95 year uh so had it stolen four different times uh finally stopped having it Bought my truck brand new in 2004, 5, 2005. Got it with seven miles on it. Uh, then eventually lowered that and then had it bagged the first time uh, by uh, Simone. I know Brian was talking about having his truck lifted. Uh, so I went to the lifted suspension shop to get my truck bagged. Now I, re- sense. I remember when, when you bought that truck because you were actually not in San Diego when you bought it. No, I was actually at the Forbidden Fantasy uh, Halloween party, and I woke up face down on the floor (laughs) in the living room. This is back when they used to party, and they would literally take every piece of furniture from Galen's house at the time where Brian was living, every piece of furniture, and put it in the garage, cover the walls with black tarp, and they would have... I don't know, what would you say, Brian, like a thousand people at these parties? It probably wasn't that many, but it felt like it. It felt like a thousand people. <laughs> and uh, and I woke up face down, and uh, my mom, who had a really good friend, um, work at a Toyota dealership. She met up with them and was able to just buy it with my money. But she had a friend, so she was able to buy the truck for me. So it necessarily wasn't my favorite year truck, but it grew on me really well. And so eventually I was able to get that bagged. Um, that was uh, probably two years later, so maybe 2006, 2007, when I had it bagged originally. Yeah. And then 2014 is when I went to a run and had uh, been hit up by a bunch of friends about body dropping it. <laughs> and which, ended up going away for more than a few years. Which is uh, not body dropped yet. It's still not body dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you get what you get. I absolutely love having it back, though. It came into my, it came, the truck came back to me at a perfect time after I had my son and everything. Who knows what I would have done with it had it been around before and I didn't have a place to store it like I do now. Yeah. Yeah. Is it my beautiful, in the center of a two-car garage, one truck? <laughs> <laughs> we talked to Jamie about that. She's not very happy the, having to park outside because my first baby, the truck, gets the whole garage. That's awesome. That's really But yeah, been a... Cl- yeah, been a member of Forbidden Fantasy for 20 years now. Oh, wow. I started petitioning in 2001. Well, it was there was a whole lot of a different positioning situation when I first started hanging out with the club. Um and every club has their own different ways of uh having members become actual logo what members. Was, what was it for you back then? Well, I had 3 years of hanging out with Forbidden before I became a logoed member, but at the time, you had to have a vehicle that met certain requirements, and then the real, like, the uh, entry or the petitioning, you had to go to three shows, and a, or three meetings, and an event with the club. Oh, okay. 
you know, so like if you went to three, because this is, and this is when we had meetings every week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> weekly. And everyone showed up weekly uh, to, to meetings because, you know, at, at that young age, you really didn't have much going on besides. Yeah, that's what we were talking about passion. before. Like when you're young and in a truck club, all you want to <laughs> do is be young and in a truck club. Yeah, and we used to drive down there from Joey. You said that San Diego was the second chapter. It was actually the first chapter. That's what I meant. I'm sorry, because yeah. I consider the OG chapter to be something. Be the first. Yeah. What yeah, do you mean by that? I thought you meant. So that they were San Diego was the very first chapter that Forbidden chaptered oh, out with. Besides the the main chapter. Besides, it was like Southern California. Oh. Besides Inland Empire, Inland Empire, Southern California. Yeah, it was. San Diego was the very first one, and we used to drive down there. They had their meetings on Tuesday nights, and I think we would drive down there almost every week. I know uh, uh, me and Ernie did, because Ernie was still in Forbidden back then. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. I was right at his transition. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'd, we would drive down there every Tuesday. We'd go to the meeting. It was at a McDonald's, and then hang out there, and then we would all caravan to this coffee shop in, uh, was it Petaluma? Not Petaluma. Oh, it was um, Poway. Power. Petaluma, that's quite a ride. Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's up where Holly and Joey live. Um, yeah. yeah, in Poway, and I would just remember getting the white hot chocolates from that, from that thing. And then we would all hang out in that coffee shop, and then we would drive home. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, like, you were kind of like to, to I want to kind of break down everything you just said and, and but like pick out some points that kind of stuck out to me. So, like, you got into the club in the early 2000s. That's basically when I got into the scene as well. And you're talking about, like, you know, seeing that truck, that Toyota with all of these crazy body mods on it and stuff like that. Like, I often talk about, like, eras that we grew up in mini trucking and every every era is different. And so, like, you have, like, the tilt bed, you know, 15 static drop guys from, like, the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. And then the late 90s, early 2000s, to me, that was, like, kind of, like, the look for the scene at the time was crazy body mods. Literally everything that could be shaved, shaved. Not so much. I, they were starting to get into the bigger wheels back then. Like I think people were just starting to break out, like into like eight, you know, eighteens, twenties, stuff like that. So that was really interesting that you brought that up because that's that's exactly when I got into the scene, and that's the that's what I remember from it is these crazy body mods. Yeah, I was thinking about when you said um, what was the biggest thing in the scene when you first came in, and I think you said uh, Mazdas, right? Mazdas were were it. Um, I remember the. The thing, like nowadays, you go to shows and there's a plethora of C10s or OBSs. Those are very popular now. When I went to shows, when I was uh, originally started hanging out with Forbidden Fantasy, the S10 <laughs> ruled. Yeah, everybody had an S10. <laughs> the, the 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 base model S10 with roll up windows and standard cab or extra cab with like three fifteens in it, like uh. Those were those were king at the time when I first started hanging out with uh, with Forbidden. It was well, very very popular. I think there was two or three of them in the San Diego chapter at the time because that's when we had the IB guys. Um, the Imperial Beach, which is a part of San Diego, were a very big part of Forbidden San Diego around that same time. The so, S tens were were the S tens were super popular because they were super easy to bag. So you would just yeah. essentially take the spring out and put a spring cup in, where you couldn't do that with a Tacoma. You can't yeah. just take the spring out and put the and then the backs you could get the backs almost to lay frame with just a c notch so you didn't even have to four link them you know so they mm -hmm. were they were super popular but I, I remember we had quite a few s10s a bunch we had like i think five white s10s in 
just the Inland Empire chapter at one time. Yeah, and they, you know, there was a few older, like, square body S10s, but they were mostly the newer ones that, like yeah. Brian was saying. Like, yeah. You don't have to tell me about how hard it is to get a Toyota Tacoma to lay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everybody who deals in Toyotas knows exactly how hard it is to get those things to lay out. So you, yeah. you had said that, like, so kind of, like, guide me through this. The beginnings of the San Diego Forbidden Fantasy chapter... So there was already like an existing group of people trying to become a chapter before you showed up or Yeah, uh Mike I'm not going to be able to remember his Little name John. right now. Mike Little John, thank you Brian, he's going to be mad at me if he reads if he sees this. Uh Mike Little John and Kyla uh were uh in and Glenn, all those people at the time were in lowered obsessions and then they uh stopped be, being lowered obsessions and petitioned to become a chapter of Forbidden Fantasy. I don't know all the very specifics. I'm sure Glenn would be a lot better at telling you that, but I do know that uh Mike would and Glenn, Kyla, all these guys would go to shows on a regular basis and hang out with Forbidden. And, you know, they there was a lot of them talking to Brian and Ernie at the time and uh, getting um, – trying to become a chapter. So Brian would probably know more about that. But, yeah, there was already a group of mini truckers that petitioned to uh, – <laughs> I guess if you watch any of the Sons of Anarchy or Mayan shows, it would be like a patch over. They were already <laughs> established club uh-huh. and they wanted to – go bigger or become another entity because what they were doing at the time didn't work. So it was like part of Lowered Obsessions broke off. I know some of the guys from Lowered Obsessions at the time became part of Sunset as well um, uh, because there was people that were original San Diego members of Lowered Obsession and it kind of, I don't know if it split down the middle. Again, I don't know the politics because by the time I started hanging out, they had already started petitioning to become a chapter the first chapter of uh, of Forbidden Fantasy. So it's really interesting that you're talking about like uh, that the 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 previous like or the the original members of the San Diego chapter came from another club. What was it called? It was called Lowered Obsession. I think so. Isn't I, it I'm interesting? Po- I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how many clubs out there that are called something Obsession, something Twisted, something Fantasy? Like, and, the, and there's all these like iterations of that of those words. Was it Lowered Obsessions? It might not have been. I oh, might have been another club. Uh, no, it was something very similar to that. It was. It was. Um, oh man, I wish I. I wish I knew. I think I don't think it was lowered. It might have been lowered obsessions. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it just, yeah. I'm just saying. It's just funny that when when clubs are just a mix of those few words. But yeah. so, yeah, so that's cool. That's I just really wanted to find out, like, because I'm learning about this club all the time, too. Like, you know, I've been a member for eight years now, but I always find it fascinating to, like, find out about, like, all the, like, how this thing started or how this thing came about or, you know, how these people, you know, showed up. And I want to talk about something specific. And this is the probably next to where's the forerunner. The second question I consistently get is what does FFF mean? Now, there is some there's a little bit of controversy because I was talking to Brian the other day and I was saying that like, oh, yeah, uh, Joey told me that that he's the one who came up with it. And he's like, no, he didn't. He said, well, I thought I, maybe I misunderstood what you said because I thought you <laughs> said that. And he's all, no, no, he's all I came up with it. But I think for now, I think whether this is seen or not or whatever, I think we want to get to the bottom of it and get it on the record exactly what that means. So. FFF was a thing. What happened was, is there was a house we used to hang out at called the Fat Farm. And it was down the street from where I lived at the time. And it was 
three mini truckers from a club called Southern Comfort at the time. Two of those guys ended up getting in Forbidden Fantasy. One of the guys that lived there was named Tree. And the reason they called him that because he was super tall. One day, we were having a party. He was trying to sleep. He came out, and there was a big whiteboard uh, um, on the wall where they'd write notes, you know? And he wrote, go to sleep, shut the F up, tree. And so we crossed that out, and we put no, and we signed it, forbidden effing fantasy. (laughs) And then that carried over to we were at Areza one time, and what was the guy in brand one clothing, Joey? What was his name? Oh, Jay. Jay, Jay, yeah. Jay, okay. Yeah. Jay was next to me at on uh, on the dance floor, and they were everyone was chanting their club's name, and they were, I don't, I forgot what club he was in, but he was saying something f his club, so you know what I mean. And so we started chanting forbidden f and fantasy, and it would mm-hmm. go back and forth, and whoever was the loudest, because back then that the the stage was popping at these truck runs, you know, and uh, the the big thing to do was. Roulette, usually being on stage or whoever at the time, would say your club name. You would cheer, throw up a T-shirt, do whatever. So we were chanting that, and it just became FFF. It became a thing. And it's so interesting how even, I mean, Joey's wearing a shirt that says Misfits with the triple Fs. He's got the triple Fs behind him in his, in his room, and we put it on everything. And it's just, it's so fascinating how it's just become like a, a within like the fabric of our club. And how yeah. how it has become just part of it. And I always joke. So when people ask me, like, oh, what does FFF stand for? And I said, well, it really depends on who's asking. If it's your mother, then it's Forbidden Fancy Family or Forbidden Fancy Friends or something to that effect. But yeah. if it's anybody else, you, you let them know with conviction what what that means. Yeah, and it's... So. it's um uh, well, Rob Collins from Southern California has FFF on his arm really big. And he drives a bus for a living. Um and so people would always say, what's that? And he would say, oh, he couldn't cuss to his patrons, you know what I mean? So it would be, oh, it's Forbidden Fantasy Family. And uh, we were at a wedding one time, and uh, one of the cl- old club members, I think it was Jason Schmitz, and he said uh, that the, we were praying, you know, you pray for the, at the wedding, and, and the, the priest or whatever guy was like, family, friends, and faith. With these three Fs, we will and I, we and everyone in the club kind of looked up and looked around and we were like oh and then we put our heads back down so it was kind of funny that is funny and then kind of like to 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 paint another thing on it that we as a club do a lot is f is the sixth letter of the alphabet so we really kind of play into that too the whole fff 666 like if you look at a lot of like the dice and stuff that we use yeah. in art it always has the, it's always six sided or the six is on each side of the die yeah dice or whatever so yeah i really wanted to just kind of now joey is our first guest and is and to me and i i don't want to get sentimental but to me joey is part of the fabric of this club as well there there are certain people in this club that i look at that i consider the the fabric the i I don't want to keep on saying that but it, it makes a lot of sense that they are the the foundation the fundamental things that make up this club if they and were I to consider if, Joey one of those things. Yeah. If they were to carve out Thank four you. faces on a mountain, a forbidden the forbidden <laughs> mountain, Joey's face would be one of them. Oh, I, he would be the first oh one. Oh my god. I would hope. Yeah. <laughs> no, not in my not in my mind, but I appreciate you guys saying it. Um, 
you know, that was always the thing I'd said to my family is the friends, family, faith. If somebody asked me, That's if somebody asked me outside of a truck run, because I was very able to give somebody what the three F stood for mini trucker wise, you know, yeah. uh, uh, but, you know, it's, it goes back to, to what you guys were talking about a couple of uh, podcasts ago with uh, branding. Uh, that that has become synonymous with Forbidden Fantasy, those three Fs. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that Frank, Frank when, when he becomes glasses on Frank at the end of the night, <laughs> uh, you know, and I mean, most people only know you're the glasses on period. But when he goes into Frank mode, which I think is a whole different thing. Wait, um, Frank or FFF Frank? There you go. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, there's two. The there's FF two guys. Frank. The there's FF guys. Frank. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, and uh, and you know um, he brings back you know those days when I first started hanging out with the club and we went to my first ever run. You guys were talking about yours being Rezo, and uh, I, I don't know Frank if you said that yours was Rezo as well. Mine was uh, Rezo as well. Yeah. So my first run was Summer Madness. Oh. <laughs> in 2000 and i don't remember it's 2001 or 2002 uh there's certain stories i can't tell from that but like brian was saying it was a big deal to show presence a force uh in in at a show and not like in a in a, in a disrespectful or mean way but like to show your club was there i don't remember like i was at like a, a volleyball game for friends and they started chanting they because there's it's La Costa Canyon was the name of the school here in San Diego and they would say LCC what LCC what <laughs> and so we started doing you know FFF what FFF and then it slowly turned into forbidden what I would yell it and everybody <laughs> in the club would collectively yell fantasy and Brian hates <laughs> yeah, it you can awesome. see it in his eyes he hates it. But it was very popular at the time. Yeah, Brian is not a fan. (laughs) But that was a big thing at the time. Like, collectively, if you had to go into the history at that time, uh, that was a major thing. Like, we we did that shit. Sorry. We did that everywhere. We did it at shows, at runs, at, you know, parties. We went wild. Like, you know, Brian talked about his house and wanting to party every time. I can't tell you how many different houses I've woken up on the floor at at Brian's house. <laughs> I mean, I was like transferring from floor to floor to floor when he had the Moval Real World, which is the name of one of his houses because of how many people slept there. And that's when things stopped being uh, nice and started being real. Yeah. And yeah. then he had other houses, you know, and uh, we packed people into these houses. And I have pictures dancing on roofs and uh, and shelves inside kitchens and whatnot. Um, uh, but, yeah, you know, your presence was felt when you voiced your opinion. <laughs> and I definitely do. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, saying I'm hoping I'm not blowing out your audio levels now. But, uh, I, you know, I... I, I I'd be loud. <laughs> yeah. Yo, there are so many great uh, things that I remember over the years. And not even being in Forbidden Fantasy. So Forbidden Fantasy and uh, all the big clubs early, Forbidden Fantasy, Severed Ties, No Regrets. You know, from an outsider, I was an outsider for a long time being in my old club. So I always looked at it from afar. And every club sort of had, you're right, it's like branding. So like every club had that branding. You know, ST had their own branding. You know, No Regrets had their own branding. And I remember so many great things at, at shows. And one that sticks out of my mind in particular, it was a council run. I don't know what year. Council run. And I remember cruising around the show and you guys in the back of a truck. And at the time there was, you know, how they do those uh, uh, vote for F or vote yes on F. So someone took 
I yes for F sign and cut out three Fs and put yes or was it yes or no? I can't no, even it remember. Was, it was no on FFF. So in it was tiny from no regrets. Um, oh, oh, that's okay. Yeah, so, so that's it, what it was. He, yeah. it's, it was an, it said no on F, and then he took three of those signs and made no that's on FFF. Right. And I have pictures of that. So I'll, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll put those those pictures on here. Yeah, I, okay. So I do remember that it was no regrets, and they did add yeah, the no on FFF. I do yeah. remember Tiny Struck too. That was that T100, huh? Yep. That's the T100, yeah. And we actually have a rebuttal photo where everybody was in little Brian's van. This is the Astro van, which is very big in the mini trucking world as well, uh, with the ragtop. And there's like six of us hanging out of the top of the ragtop. And I am uh, had a sign because we had made a, a response sign that said no on NR. And then oh, somebody funny. underneath had put sponsored by FFF, you know, because these are like political yeah. signs that we hear <laughs> most people take them down because they don't believe in what the uh the thing is we're taking them so that we could modify them <laughs> that's so great <laughs> and uh and put them out that was that was those were those were fun times because those were those were great you were talking about um having people who were real big in the scene and known uh, by name and photo as, you know, this was before when you could just automatically respond to somebody via whatever, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, uh, the internet in general. And this is when, um, you know, you haven't talked about it a lot yet, Brian, you might have to bring it up as a street scene at the time with the message boards, which mm-hmm. is, was, were big popular mm-hmm. things at the time. And I, I, I think that was the name of it, right? It was street source, Brian. There was street. It was street scene, I think, at first, and then they and had it was to change. Well, they had to change it to street source. Oh, okay. um, but I believe it started street scene, and then I, that didn't last very long. But they had to, they did have to change it for legal reasons. You know, it's funny that and, you bring up uh, like all that stuff because I have a very funny story to do with the same run, actually, from my perspective. So. You guys had that going on, and, and I would see that and see it going down. But we actually, my old club had a little thing going on, too, that I'll explain. And it's funny because it ties into message boards as well. So pre-MySpace, uh, Facebook, you know, any kind of social media, what clubs would do, or at least what our club would do and other clubs would do, they would have message boards on their website where you can go, like, leave a comment. So without getting way into the specifics of it, we, were, we had a chapter in Orange County. And uh, we dissolved that chapter. Well, they were not too happy about it. So we're going back and forth on these message boards. And the old president of the Orange County chapter, I'm not going to name names or anything. The old, the old president of the Orange County chapter made this long post about how, you know, you guys, blah, 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 blah. And he ended it with, all I have to say is, who twisted who? And I'm all, <laughs> hmm. And I was like, wait. I said, you know what? It's not, it's not twisted who. It's obsessions bitch <laughs> so that's what we did so we made these t-shirts for that run that said twisted who on the front and obsessions bitch on the back it's it just reminded me of a funny story you know but it's funny how like all of this stuff is going on and it ties into like clubs and and you know everybody again like trying to turn out and represent your club you know so you yeah. do all these interesting funny things it, to do that it was it was my favorite thing ever was hanging out with Joey because how excited he was like I was ex- I'm always excited too but I don't I don't express it like Joey does so he was my little like Joey go tell them what club you're with or Joey go do this <laughs> Joey get on stage and represent you know what I mean because I I couldn't dance I couldn't do all that stuff so Joey was like the guy that could do it and you remember the nightclub uh, we were at in the in Orange County 
we're at the boogie. Yeah, the boogie in Orange County, right by Disneyland. And it was over. The night was over with. And uh, we were where everyone was walking by. I said, Joey, you got to tell every single one of these people who you're who you're with. And he told he said every everyone that walked out, he told him, hey, I'm with Forbidden Fantasy or Forbidden Fantasy or whatever. It was it was hilarious. <laughs> I shook everybody walking out hands like a greeter because these were times where Brian was like, go represent. And I took it literally. I represented. I said, what's up, Joey? Forbidden Fantasy. FFF. How you doing? This. Yeah. Forbidden what? Yeah, absolutely. Forbidden <laughs> Fantasy. And these are people leaving a nightclub. They just want to go home because they're being made to and leave. Like, and I'm over person? here like. Reverse greeting, like you ain't got to go home, but you can't stay here, Joey. Forbidden fantasy, how you doing? You know, <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. Yeah, that's and you know what? The first time I don't know if you recall, but I'll, I'll recall the first time I met you, and um, it was a it was an art of noise in two thousand three ish. I can't. I may be wrong on the date, but uh, we had went out to Arizona for Bring the Noise, and uh, we I, I didn't really didn't hang out with anybody during the day at the show. I just sort of stuck with with the guys I rolled with. But then after the show. You know, I hit up Brian. I was like, hey, man, where's everybody hanging out? He's like, hey, come down to this bar. And it was called, like, Fuel or something like that. Oh, Fuel-ish. yeah, Fuel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it I remember owned, riding was, down there. And it was owned by one of the Severed guys. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember rolling down there. And first of all, it was a wild night. That was just, I mean, we could have a whole conversation just about that night. But I remember running into Joey. And I'm just kind of hanging out, feeling out everybody, you know. And there's Joey. And he's like, hey. He's like, you, want, you play pool? And I was like. Yeah, I guess. And he's like, well, come on. So you and I played drunk pool for the next like three hours. I don't know if you remember that. That was my first Joey experience. And and, that, and it's the same thing. It was like, here's Joey, you know, having a good time. There's all this chaos going on around. And there's Joey having a great time. And it's like, it's like a magnet. His energy is like magnetic. And you're just like, I want to go hang out with that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what it was. I, I love people. And uh, that night like you said, could be hours talking about, my God. <laughs> that night was one of the only times... Um, so, first of all, just to set the scene, the mini truckers at that bar drank the bar out of Jägermeister on a Jägermeister promo night. <laughs> that's That's how much we drank. That was also, Brian, if I think I can remember... The night that we brought Cupcake with us and he wasn't old enough to get in. So he had to sit outside at the bar window watching all of us do what we were doing. In the rain. I remember that because it had that like area in the front. It had those big open windows. Yeah. And it was pouring. Yeah. And I'm it pretty sure pouring. it was raining. Yeah, yeah, it was raining. Oh, that's And right. then Mike Alexander, who likes to have a good time, but I hadn't to that point seen him like rip roaring. And he had... He had he had hand he wrestled arm wrestled, uh, like female bodybuilder, and then after they closed because I remember playing pool and then they closed down the pool tables and they had put like boards on the pool tables, and then he was sitting on the pool table or on the board for the pool table and we were all talking about motorboating, <laughs> and I'll just leave it there. But but he thought it'd be a great idea to just lunge forward. And instead of just motorboating me, he latched on and he bit me. And I'm over here trying to punch him in the head to get him off me. And I'm like, ah, ah, and I'm going. And uh, finally he let go and he jumps off of me because he hears Eddie Sabreco saying, I'm leaving. 
and he runs outside as Eddie Sabreco's driving down, and he does a handstand on the bed of the truck, and then falls forward into the truck. Yeah. And then Eddie takes off down the road to whatever hotel they were staying at. Uh, I remember that. I vividly remember. I don't remember the other stuff lead up to that, but I vividly remember. <laughs> I'm That's very cool. glad that some of my friends have good memories because I, I was there that entire night. And I remember none of that. Oh. <laughs> Brian remembers going to Whataburger, almost getting shot, leaving Whataburger. Yeah, I do remember that. I, do, I also remember, I think that was the night. No, that wasn't the night. Some, I remember someone slammed the door on my Titan like before the bat. I think it was Joey. I think like because on the King Cab Titans you have to slam, you have to shut the back door then the front door. But you jumped out of my truck and kept the back door open and slammed the front door and I was just like, ah. And I think it was in that um, Whataburger parking lot where that dick guy did try to want to shoot us. <laughs> he, he threatened us and everybody just got back in the car and said, "We will go somewhere else." Yeah, we do not need to be at this Whataburger now. That's yeah, funny. That was, That's hilarious. Yeah. Man, I get, there's just I bet there's just so many great stories like that that you could go on about. Which kind of like segues into the next thing that I want to talk about. And not to get way too into it, but Joey, you are the king of the stage when it comes to like it is it is a it is a two team, it's a two man team. It's roulette, also from our Club Forbidden Fantasy, and most of you guys know the DJ who do, does a lot of shows. It's Roulette and Joey. That is the dynamic duo when it comes to stage antics. Just so you know, I'm not going to let that one slide. It's three of us. Don't oh, okay. discount Glenn oh, that's making right. it happen. Yes. That's, uh-huh. <laughs> because Glenn is is legitimately, he is, <laughs> he's the wrangler. <laughs> uh Roulette, uh, Roulette's uh, wife, uh, and and uh, and all around uh, good good woman, uh, like a mother to all of us. Uh, Sophia, her daughter got married this last week, and I performed the wedding ceremony. And uh, we were talking about uh, you know those days and and doing that and having to uh, to find Roulette because he would be some other camp with a microphone in his hand still talking trash. What about And you know <laughs> that's a- me and Glenn would have to put all the equipment away at the end of the night. Yeah. Uh and uh and we would have to find that microphone because if we didn't find it that night it wasn't going to be available the next day. But yeah, uh we we rock a party, man. We rock a stage and Madhouse Effects they we get it done, you know. And that's those I don't know uh Frank if you remember uh, I know Brian does because he's seen it a million times, but we used to even have outfits, as funny as it sounds. I do. I do. I we do used remember to have that. matching outfits. It was um, I do. Me, Glenn, Roulette, and then uh, oh, I'm the worst person. Uh, uh, I don't remember his name. Uh, Jeremy Wicked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and he was basically be the DJ. Roulette would be the microphone. Yeah. I would be like the hype man. So yeah. I guess you'd probably say that, that Roulette's the king of the stage and I'm like his hype man or the gesture, you know, just wilding out. A hundred percent. I can't. I have so many great memories of being at runs and, and the stage, like Ryan was saying earlier, like the stage it, back in the, in the day at runs, that was the, the main thing. Oh, like it's, everybody it, at the stage, everybody it, going off. It's one thing I miss about. I mean, I miss truck runs in general, but I miss the stage. And those last few years that I um, went to Summer Madness and even a couple other three-day shows, and you go to the stage and no one's there, it made me sad. You know what I mean? Like, it legit did. It just was like everyone's in their camps and, and having a good time and, and, and all that. But the stage was the, was the best. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I have video, like I said, going through these VHS tapes, 
um, you just look at the stage and it was something else. I mean, there was hundreds of people out there. It was packed. Those were the days, man. Uh, you know, when I, like I said, when I went to my first run ever, uh, which was Summer Madness at the time, and I wasn't on the stage, uh, this, and it set the, the tone for me because I saw the stage was packed 10, 15 rows back. That entire cement slab was covered in people wilding out at the stage and the bikini contest and uh and we would dance and we would do uh I mean, we didn't do like the eating contest that they did most recently but like we jungle would do juice. all kinds of yeah jungle juice mix off and uh and stuff and that was uh those like i saw that real early on in my career luckily i was uh able to catch uh, and i say my career you know what i mean uh, and no, hey, no it is a career i was able to uh to uh to see that and i had spent my entire time trying to emulate that you know we have a. Uh, we have pictures um, of like like the picture that I have of me and Greg where I'm half the man I am today, literally. <laughs> uh, and uh, you see pictures, though, of the stage that we used to, you know, because we used to bring screens and we would play like low life video, domination, the video, um, uh, surface DVD, you know, these, these videos, uh, we would play them while we were, uh, you know, had the stage going, you know, so that you had visuals along and he sometimes had like, uh, uh, videos playing. We even did like movie nights at the end of the night one time when we weren't allowed, we had quiet hours back at the old council runs. Uh, when Brian was president of the mini trucking council, uh, Southern California mini trucking council, and we would do movie nights and stuff. Uh, but uh, you see these TVs, these big box TVs, and you're like, "Geez, I'm old," because uh, I remember <laughs> having. I remember just grabbing the TV myself and carrying it up. Nowadays, me and Glenn got a share carrying a light ass uh, flat screen uh, <laughs> up to the stage if we did it. Uh, and uh, but yeah, you know, like Brian said, you know, it, they, they, we've kind of gotten away from that, but that was so much fun. If you think about it, you know, that energy to be rocking a stage all night. I mean, the last run I went to and I danced on stage, I like had to sit down halfway through <laughs> because I'm not that young man anymore. Hold that thought. We had a little technical glitches there, but we're back. We're back. And now the, the audience is probably going like, why is he wearing different headphones? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because cool podcasters wear black uh, ear covering headphones, and you weren't in the crew. I know. I wasn't. I wasn't looking proper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You got. You have the mic and the arm. Now you have to wear the headphones. Right. I I might rock these. These are not bad, actually. Yeah. Yeah. I found these in a hotel room once. Which hotel room was that? Was that when we went to Oregon? No, that was when we went to El Paso and broke down in Doug's truck. Oh. Oh man. And you. You. He scored headphones. Mm -hmm. I scored a a hotel room bill. And Doug got a new truck that he did was in a planning. Doug on got a new truck. <laughs> but, All right. So so we were talking. We we were talking about how um, just so runs, shows, stages, presence, the energy, like the, all those great things that that used to exist at truck runs. Which I mean, uh, like, well, I mean, there's really no truck runs. I know there are a couple truck runs, you know. So when we go when we go to Last Resort, Frank, and when we go in October. Mm-hmm. That will throw you right back into the truck run. Oh, really? Uh, oh, yeah. Right on. Yep. I'm looking forward to that show. I've heard that about a couple of uh, East Coast shows or um, uh, Texas or where's Last Resort? Isn't that in Mississippi or something? It's in Louisiana, and it's it's out of all the events that I've been to, that is the only one that has thrown me back into the truck run days because... It, they just everyone's at the stage so everyone camps 
and there's actually no showgrounds, but everyone camps, and uh, at night everyone comes to the stage. There's no. So what do you mean? There's no showgrounds. That's interesting. Yeah, there's no showgrounds. So the sh- you show where you camp. Oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, and everyone like cooks and barbecues, and uh, and then the just moseys on over. And since it's so close to Halloween, they always do a uh, costume contest. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so everyone's walking around in full blown Halloween costumes. That's awesome. And uh, getting on stage, doing dancing, and it and it's just it's a really good time. Yeah, that's cool. I can't. I'm really looking forward to that show. But uh, back to back to Joey, back to our esteemed guest. Sorry, I heard I heard my son hit a wall, and I'm like, oh, he's okay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what I did is just lock him in and hope for the best, you know. Podcast yeah. is, is podcast is key here. That's a no. My wife's out there with him, um, but uh, you're, you're, yeah, it, the take into the whole parenting thing. You just kind of uh, just go like, "Hey, are you are you all right? Okay, good. <laughs> right? Are you bleeding? Okay, you're fine." <laughs> but uh, but the energy was always the biggest thing about this whole thing for me because people were. People have always, in my experience, like I said, in my career, this... So, you had talked about last time being in a different club and it changing your perspective when you came into a club like Forbidden, coming from like a small city club that was tight-knit, just 12 to 20 people, and then going into another club that had members all throughout. I had uh, been so fortunate to, to be Forbidden Fantasy as my entire mini-trucking experience, uh, now, granted, I was able to see other clubs and other people and get stories from people and all that, but experiencing it myself, I, I hit the jackpot. At least that's how I feel, you know. I'm sure everybody's uh, 100% on board with their club, you know, because uh, everybody feels like their club's the best club, and that's the best mindset to be in. Um, but uh, I got lucky, and uh, there was a lot of uh, fun things at the very beginning. Like, this club never judged me uh, at a time of not having my, my truck or when I just had my Civic and everybody had these body dropped bagged super sick cars or trucks and uh, uh, and everybody was super cool. I remember um, Glenn initially telling me, hey, you should come hang out or, or come to the meeting and hang out. It's just a bunch of cool people. And I'm like, oh, you know, I don't really have a mini truck. And he said, it's all good. Just come hang out. And that was like my entrance into this whole thing. Um, I had a, a super cool friend. I know this is going on a little bit of a tangent here, but it kind of ties back to me becoming a, a part of the club. There was a guy that introduced me to the club. Super fun guy. But he had these streaks that he would go on where he wasn't really interested in doing things all of a sudden out of nowhere. And that first run that I ever went on, <clears throat> Brian, this is when they had first Budweiser shirts. And uh, they had Forbidden in Blue on the front, and then they had the Budweiser logo, the original one, on the back. Uh, they give them out at that run, so I ended up having one of those shirts. But he was like, I had the time off work at the time, you know, the 20 year old, with, uh, you know, getting time off work was a big deal because you actually had something to do. And, and, uh, and I texted him on like Thursday night. I, or I, I, I didn't even text him, I paged him. Uh, for him to call me back and I said yo I said what time are are we meeting up to go to this run because I had just heard of them at the time I didn't really know a lot about them I heard about you know running virgins and all that stuff but they're like oh you're gonna get ran as a virgin all that stuff um but I asked him I said well what time is everybody meeting up so that we can roll to this thing and he said oh you know I, I don't really feel like going and I'm like all right and I okay you know and I guess we're not going now and then I said to myself, I said, I, you know, I paged him again, yo. And he called me back. I said, hey, I go, how about you just give me Mike's number? 
because Glenn, who's one of my best friends, uh, is still, like I said, the vice president. I, I, I paged Mike and I said, hey, uh, what time are you guys leaving? And is there somebody can give me a ride? He said, you get here, get to this place that we're meeting up and somebody will take you. And I was like, cool. And therein lies my entrance to my real entrance into this family and uh, moving forward. You know, like uh, I, the fact that I somebody was just willing to take me and bring me back because I was just a cool guy that hung out at the time and it spurred into me meeting everybody and hanging out with everybody on like a real sense and like getting to know people. I remember being at a show that was at that same boogie and I accidentally kicked a rock into like this, uh, I don't remember whose car it was. It was like a 55 Ford or a 54 Ford. And I accidentally kicked a rock into the grill of this beautiful old car. And I said, Oh, and it was one of the forbidden guys. And I said, Hey Brian, I, I accidentally kicked a rock into that grill of that car. I don't give a shit. Uh, what? <laughs> hey. And I remember, I was like, hey, Brent, or whoever it was at the time, hey, uh, he kicked a rock into your car. Do you care? I don't give a crap. All right. <laughs> That's awesome. That was Paul That was Paul Stone and his 55 Buick. There it was. Same, same. <laughs> yeah. That's I'll get awesome. crucified for that one. But, yes, uh, you know, those those are the fun experiences that I had in the beginning that kept me around these people uh, that, you know, they're – that are uh, unreplaceable, as far as I'm concerned. You so, guys are all incredible. So I uh, I have footage of that run where you were in that gray shirt with the blue the blue Budweiser shirt, and I believe it's that same run. Were you wearing a wig, a big oh, yeah. afro white afro mm-hmm. wig, were screaming, f f f? So I have footage of that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put it oh. on the screen right now. And they'll be like, "That's not this guy." <laughs> No, yeah, that's, Listen, that's that guy. I'd like to 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 just yeah. point out to all your viewers and listeners that we all get older, <laughs> get grow a little, beards, a more shapely, grow beards to hide all these chins, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, put on the pounds from relaxing, maxing, and relaxing. So, so kind of like to bring it all together. So you've done this for so long. You've done this for twenty years. You've been in the same club. You've gone through so many different things and so many different shows and we had this kind of like conversation in our last episode is like what keeps on bringing you back what like what keeps you you know sticking with the club going to events and and just being you being a member in this club I think I would attribute it to the same thing that people who uh, this is going to sound funny or silly to some people that that drug addict feeling of like a heroin addict chasing their first time that they felt something chasing mm-hmm. the dragon, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I get this, uh, energy that I have. I'm a people person. I love being around people, but there's something about my people, you guys, like all my people, uh, all, you know, Danny, uh, Patty, Erica, Jose, uh, Holly, Joey, Dave, uh, the, uh, the guys from, uh, Canada, Rich, Jill, uh, the baby Canada, baby, baby Canada, (laughs) uh, you know, um, these people bring something out of me that is, is, is just, I can't even describe it. Like that feeling of like my people around me being able to unleash this fun that I have that I don't normally get to like bring out like in a professional setting like we joke about this all the time i know i mean brian and me and frank do about how close we all are and literally how little we know about each other (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's true yeah that's very Uh, true uh 
you talked about people doing this for a living and people doing this uh, for fun. And on your last uh, show, actually on a couple of shows, you've talked about it. And like, you know, Brian was talking about all his his favorite feeling was to be able to close up and go home. And then like to live that line of doing this for a living and doing it for fun. Uh, I know for you guys, you guys, it is what your passion is. So doing it for a living, it does kind of uh, take on a, a whole different world. But like for me, my my weekend starts with me getting ready to go to something like when we went to the forbidden show i was doing everything i could to get that truck ready because it was like my my coming out party which i was so excited to show everybody's and i have to give you a shout out and say thank you so much for the love frank i i I was so excited and you know i was at home watching that with my son and he points up at the tv he's almost two and he's like dad a truck dad a truck dad a truck that's awesome and you know i lied to him and told him that the uh Custom Life uh, Kids shirt that has the same year Tacoma front end of mine. And I, oh, that's Data Truck. <laughs> oh, it totally is. It so don't tell is. them. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, that's no. Data Truck. But um, it's 100% that is. feeling that I get when I'm with, with, with my people, you guys, my, my Forbidden Fantasy family, when I'm with those people, there's like, it's just a whole different world. I've actually brought friends from other uh, facets or other walks of life um, into. Uh, mini truck and scene and like they've seen me and they've been like holy hell dude i've seen you party before but i've <laughs> never seen that before like jeez awesome. like holy like because you know when i'm with you guys like it's like being with your crew um you know they've got your back and you've got theirs and it's not like a gang mentality but it's like i'm with my people and that's yeah. why so many times you go to these things and like when we're at the forbidden show uh Holly said it really best. Holly is she jumps from people to people because she loves all these people. You know, yeah. there's at our core, being mini truckers at our core, your your group expands well beyond just your uh your immediate <laughs> just like your friendships in life, your 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 you have your core group, but you have so many other people that you're just so excited to see, like all my no regrets brothers and sisters that I get to see on a regular basis or the sunset boys or, you know, uh, guys that I haven't seen in forever. They're all my people and being able to see those people that just have that same heart in the same thing that we do is, uh, is what keeps me coming back or interested or alive in this scene. That's really cool. And I think that really lends to, to how we are as a group too because i i think a lot of people within our club feel the same way and you're kind of talking about how you know you're, you're saying thanks for like showing off your truck when i show off vehicles within the club i do it because i'm proud of those people like it's not i, I like i and i, and I kind of get obsessed about trucks as well like my current obsession is handsome eric's truck which by the way i don't know if you know <laughs> if you know eric's new nickname <laughs> I've been listening to it, and I'm pretty sure that, yeah, because you're talking about an obsession. Your obsession is Handsome Eric's truck. My obsession is Handsome Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and Angelina and Gorgeous Angelina. Like, they could be a, a Bonnie and Clyde. Handsome Eric and yeah. Gorgeous Angelina. They could rob banks together, and I would yeah. give them all my money. It's, Let me tell it's you It's funny what. because, like, when I came up with that, people who don't know Eric or, or just listening, they're probably thinking to themselves, this guy is either really, really attractive or really ugly. Or, it's, it's, it's or the beat former. to hell ugly. Yeah, no, and he ain't. Yeah. He's, he, is, he, is, he is a specimen. <laughs> you'll, have to have, uh, you'll have to have Angie on if you want. Me and Angie both and you guys will have to talk 
about <laughs> Eric one of these days. Just have a whole Jeez. episode of just about Eric. I can but, talk no, but, about but what him I was for saying, days. But what I say it is, is like when I when I feature people's trucks or I show it off or I, I film it, it's because I'm I'm genuinely proud for those guys. I like showing off other people's accomplishments too. I think sometimes what happens to people is maybe they get apprehensive or they get um, I, like not competitive because maybe it's good to be a little competitive. Like if someone did something in their truck, you want to do something to your truck, but not to the point where it becomes like negative. So with me, it's it's when I see members working on their trucks or coming out with something or you know coming out with something new it's my it's my honor just to be like hey look at look at what we're doing you know and that and that's what you're saying that ties into the whole thing of like you know having representing your club and having club pride and and all that all that stuff yeah that's a big thing with me is make like showing off what other people have done not necessarily my videos but just it being the club the you know what i mean the club president or whatever it when i see people's like bringing out their new trucks or bringing out what they've done it it is there's like a sense of pride yeah showing showing off other people's stuff is great yeah um being able to even bring my truck out to our show it was such a big deal for me like it was i mean i saw in your guys' faces it was a big deal too it was like but to me it was like uh getting getting the home your first major league home run and you go into the dugout and like everybody's quiet looking away for the first second and then oh, people yeah. pretend, and then they're all super excited for you for real because they're like, oh, man, that's awesome. I felt the love, you know. I felt a ton of love in this group of our friends that it are, could all be absolute professionals at talking trash. Like, if we weren't mini <laughs> truckers, we would be trash talkers <laughs> because these guys yeah. are good at talking trash. You know what I mean? I wouldn't yeah. say that I'm a professional, but I am a top-seated amateur, you know. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the, the, so we're, you know, our, our, our hobby besides mini trucking is trash talking. That's what we do and we're good at it. And, uh, yeah. I got a lot of love for bringing it back from everybody. Even Steve, who's like King trash talk with me. He loves the trash. That's all we do. Our love language is talking, you know? So, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, he, uh, even he was showing me, uh, mad love and, and I was so excited, you know, a quick story on Eric's truck since it's your obsession. Uh, I woke up way earlier than I wanted to for Saturday at the, uh, at the show. Uh, and when I woke up, I saw that Eric had texted me. Now I thought it said, Hey, text me when you get up, uh, so I can bring my truck in. And what it really said was like, Hey, I'm going to bed now. Let me know when, uh, you're up and we can go from there. And so I texted him right away and said, yo, I, I I'm up, let's meet up. And he had just gone to bed like half an hour before that. He rolled, in, he rolled in at, at 4 a.m. So he put his truck together. So that was 4 a.m. Friday morning. He put his truck together Thursday late evening, late night, and went straight to the show and brought it. And I woke up and opened the gate for him, and, and we chopped it up for like an hour and a half before anybody else came downstairs. Completely unnecessarily, but because he was so excited to bring his truck to that show and i was so excited to bring my truck to that show and we just chopped it up and got because you know a, a, a lot of people um so like you guys get to go and see a lot of people on a pretty regular basis for those of us that aren't able to go like to shows on a pretty regular basis to be able to see everybody you know our uh our uh our show is ground zero because most people try to go and make it at the time. And uh, I just love getting to see my people. And, and that's such a big deal to me. Uh, that's one of the, the like, 
biggest features about our show. Everybody thinks we throw that show to have people come and come and be at the show. We throw that show to hang out with our friends. Yeah. <laughs> we throw that show. We throw that show for us. Yeah. yeah. The fact that all of our other people get to be there is great, but we throw that yeah. show yeah. so we can get together. Yeah, there just there just happens to be a car show um, on the same weekend that we all hang out. Yeah, yeah. our club get together. Yeah. Yeah, we're a drinking club with a car show problem for sure. So so I have uh, there's an interesting thing about Joey that might not uh, that might everybody might not know. Sorry. Um, but he's ordained. I was going to ask that. So, I had that same question on my mind. Go ahead. Yeah. So how many people have you married total and how many people in the club have you married? So total, including uh, Sophia's daughter just recently, uh, this last Saturday, I've done. I can't I don't know the exact number because uh, I'll tell you a quick story. Um, I think it's 29 or 30. It's one of wow. those two uh, groups. And uh, originally I got ordained to marry a member of the San Diego chapter named Nick. He wasn't around for a really long time, but him and his fiance, uh, they were, they wanted me to part of the wedding, but I wasn't going to be a groomsman. So they said, would you get ordained? And I went over to their house and used their computer to go online to, uh, to, uh, science church or something, uh, not Scientology, but some other, uh, website, uh, the church of spiritual humanism is the name of the, <laughs> the church that I, uh, signed up and it's still around if you want to get ordained you don't have to take a test or anything and uh i got ordained well the only thing that that couple ever fought about was the wedding so they said screw it got their parents went to vegas so i never ended up performing their ceremony and then um uh i performed a ceremony for a friend of the club amy and chris's friends uh jeff and i forget his wife's name was the first like kind of club friend that i married and then i've done i want to say it's been eight or nine club weddings Wow, that's great. We won't bring up any names, including Brian's. We won't bring any names up. Uh, (laughs) uh, But uh, but yeah, I've done, I think, eight or nine uh, uh, club weddings for people. And I did Brian's wedding. Yes, absolutely. That was a good time. It was a fun wedding. You and uh, Roulette have something in in, uh, similar as well, because he DJs a lot of these weddings. Mm -hmm. And I always ask him, because a little bit of, of... my personal life is roulette was the dj at my at me and angie's wedding oh, i didn't know that ago. yeah so oh. we joke with him all the time because he has like a running list of people that he's dj'd at their weddings and i'm all like so so who who is the the longest married and are they still together and right now we're the current champions oh that's awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> brian I mean, I and chelsea be are looking to know. beat you guys out be careful <laughs> right i know <laughs> But yeah, no. I mean, that's just another like glimpse into just how this whole thing is set up, and you know, I think that's the what gives clubs like ours a lot of longevity, is is this yeah. communication and this you know what we have going on, you know. And ca- well, not worry. Not. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. No, I say you said like longev- longevity, and and that's what gives this club that, it, and it's that, and not worrying about the little stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah definitely you know we get together it's like a continuation of the last time we got together we're not in between those two times we're not worried about what everyone's doing in their lives or or whatever you know what i mean it's just like is everyone good everyone's good and then you get to the show you have fun you do your thing and then you just do that over and over and over again yep and then you you watch each other grow and and all these life events and 
and yeah, and, it, and now it becomes what it is today. Yeah, yeah, no, and that's I was actually bring up that that same point is like when you can have a group of people that you can pick up right where you left off, like that's a good group of people. It is usually you know best friends. That's the way that it is, right? You just pick up where you left off, no matter how many years down the road. But just imagine having a group of a hundred people that can do that. Yeah, and that's what that's what this club is. Absolutely. When it comes to friendships, it doesn't get better than these because I base my friendships on can we not talk? They don't need to be watered every day. Uh, can we not talk for a certain set amount of time? Because I have other friendships that I've had with people. And when you go hang out with that person, all they do is bitch and complain about you never hanging out. And it's like, why would I want to hang yeah. out with you if all you do is complain about the times we don't hang out? I'm here now. Yeah. Let's get to the business <laughs> of being homies and get to it. So, like, I think of all my friendships with everybody that's within this this whole thing. And I, I consider it as being, like, pause. And then once we see each other again, we're unpause. And then we pause mm-hmm. again. And it's just like, um, yeah, you don't come by these friendships uh, every day. And so it's such a big deal. I, I've been a part of the San Diego chapter for such a long time and this club in general for such a long time that um, the people that are still around on a regular basis, I mean, like I said, I have no ill will towards the people who have left because they've had things happen in their life and they can come back around. Uh, Andy and Joe uh, from uh, Petaluma, <laughs> uh, Bad Andy, actually called me because he's coming into town. He was one of the first people that flew me to their city to perform their wedding. Uh, oh, really? in Petaluma cool. and he was still part of the club when I uh, when I did that and I still run into them every once in a while at Disney and uh, yeah because uh, I consider myself a pretty easy person to get along with so uh, you know I, I like getting along with people and I don't have any ill will towards people when they've got to move on with their lives and this can't this isn't a part of them at the time but like um, once you start having to work so hard at something it becomes a different thing and uh, I understand when people just this is not in their in their plan anymore, uh, but it was a part of their life and they can come back to it and say hi. But not everybody lives it every day and, and does it to death and beats it into the ground. Uh, there was a big thing back and forth before about, you know, the low life video, which was showing the lifestyle. And then you had domination, the video. And at some point it was like drag and destroy. Like I drag all day, every day. Like I drag to the seven <laughs> eleven, and that being yeah. me. Like when I first got switches on my Honda, I hit switches to go get a Slurpee. I'm not going to lie. Like the first time you get them, it is your fun new toy and you hit it legit everywhere. And nowadays you get it just right. And then you leave it. Uh, not all yeah. of us can have E levels there, Frank. But uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, Frank, it's, Frank got that. Frank got that E level with that old ass with that old laptop. He yeah, saved money on one thing and got the other. See, I don't, we don't have the E level, but we got new laptops. <laughs> not- <laughs> <laughs> you got to cut where you can. Hey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's interesting uh, to what you were saying about um, like as people. Uh, this is a good topic about people coming in and out of the scene or the club or, or that in general. I, you know, again, also me doing it for 20 years, you guys doing it for the same and longer. Like you see that happen a lot. But what I, I was just thinking about this today, actually funny enough. And what I was thinking is, is like for me personally, when I see people kind of like float in and out of the scene, I, I, can't, I almost can't wait for them to come back because I know they'll come back, you know? So like I don't really trip if someone is like, you know, finds other finds other stuff to do or goes, you know, does other things because I know that like either one they won't be back. Okay, that's cool. 
but they might be back. So it's always cool when, when they start coming around again and start hanging out and going to shows. And I'm like, oh, I get excited. I'm like, all right, yes. All right, cool. Let's go do it. Let's go do it again. You know, um, you know, as a club president, do you want to hear, like, I agree with all that stuff. People got stuff to do. They got to go do it. They come back whenever. But dumb, don't make dumb excuses over it. Just be that's, up front. If you yeah, got to get out of your club or if you... Um, if you whatever you know what I mean just be up front call the right person and say hey this is going on you know and we've had it where people have called me and said hey I just don't feel like I'm a part of the club or I and I'm just like look if you got to take some time do your thing you don't have to get out of the club mm-hmm. you know what I mean and a lot of people think they do a lot of people think oh I, I have to get out of the club because I'm not I haven't done anything for six months or I haven't done anything for a year it's like you know how fast time flies do you know 2020 when the world shut down doesn't seem like that long ago now you're right you know what i mean and and uh so time goes by fast so don't worry about the small stuff or make excuses and and all that so That's i think my advice. camera actually my camera actually might shut recording now because i have it i had it switched to record on card two. Oh no there it goes it's recording on card one now never mind <laughs> that that's really uh that's 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 great advice i, I like that i like there's also been advice. there's also been people that we simply told no <laughs> to about leaving the club <laughs> sorry that's not a thing oh yeah there yeah there has been a few people that have said hey i'm gonna get out and i was like shut up no no yeah, yeah. you're not <laughs> and now they're take your everything's break. fine yeah Be bad. <laughs> that's what i'm saying because like you know it, some people need time and stuff like that but well that's the thing is like it'll always be here you know to do stuff and that and me personally i'm just like waiting you know i'm like okay you know when they're back into it they'll be back into it and like we said put right up where we left off yeah that's exactly it so if you're a new if you're uh, listening to this near a younger person or getting into a club or whatever just remember that you're you might be super active at the time you get into a club but there's going to come a time when you're not and don't get mad at the people who are not like and that happens a lot and i'm not talking about i'm not talking about anybody specifically but that happens a lot someone gets into a club i understand they're like excited they want to go do stuff and then they start looking at other people like well why aren't you doing it why aren't you doing it and it's like relax (laughs) yeah (laughs) calm down i've just i have put in my time yeah and i'm gonna i'm taking a little break and uh you do your thing well i do you do you i've been there i've i've done trips from san diego to riverside literally every single friday till every single sunday night for years up to brian's house because there wasn't much going on down here in san diego so i chose to go up there because it was my time and i have definitely put in my time let me tell you what i don't have to prove anything to anybody and and once you start thinking that way as far as being part of a club once you start thinking that you need to base your membership your passion on somebody else's involvement you need to rethink your situation because i do this because i love it and sometimes life gets in the way i don't care what you do or what your passion is life will stand in the way and be there for things especially if you have relationships or children or family obligation there's going to be times that you can't go to things or whatever but like i said if you start basing your experience on other people's actions it might be time for you to rethink your situation because uh i know that my passion is here whether i'm there or not my passion is here. Like I, I, I may not get to go to every single show, uh, but I'm still 
very much a part of this club, family, friendship, all that stuff, you know. Uh, and you should, people just shouldn't, you know, I'm not talking about anybody in particular either, but you shouldn't base, uh, people shouldn't base, like you said, you know, young people who are super amped on it. I get that, that passion as a young person with no obligations but your truck and your lady at the time, <laughs> whoever's next, uh, you know, your, your passion at the time uh, is, is at a different place in its timeline. My, my timeline right now includes my, my wife and my child and, and my career as a mini trucker. So, uh, so that I, you know, finding the balance, like you were talking about is, is all over the place. Uh, uh, you have to find a way to do it. I've seen many and many truckers that are incredible mini truckers, incredible fathers, and they get it all done. And I am watching all of them to try and find out how you do all of that. You know, how do you keep your relationship as, as good as it can be? And, and uh, you know, because uh, I've always felt you may not be able to do one thing or everything perfectly, uh, but you, you do have to kind of, uh, uh, it's like pouring glasses. You only have so much of you you can pour into different things. Oh, and yeah. and so you have to find a good divide. And, you know, we are able to do what we do. And I'm talking about the three of us here in particular because of the people that we have around us supporting us, whether it be our yeah, friends absolutely. or our significant others. Like you have to shout out <laughs> Chelsea and Angie and Jamie here because these are the people that um, – are with us and we're not allowed to do what we do but they understand our passions and so they're a yeah. part of it you know uh and uh and they they <laughs> like i said i'm not trying to sound unmanly by saying oh she lets me but you know you've got to you got to work no, on sure. everything at the same time and uh and uh and this this these friends of mine they come with me and uh my wife she comes with me too so both sides understand that there's an evil play an even play not evil <laughs> an even <laughs> an even yeah there's a freudian yeah. slip there's an even <laughs> an even uh distribution of joey you know there's enough of me to go around yeah. so <laughs> yeah. no i like that that's a that's a really cool analogy that you can only pour yourself into so many cups. That's really cool. I like that. I like that a lot. And and you're right. You know, being in a in a good relationship is important too. And without waxing too far into it, I had a person a long time ago come to me, and because uh, I was you know I, I had new, newer kids, and and he had just found out he was having a kid, and uh, he's always, he always saw me at the shows, and so he came up to me and he's like, hey, you know, how do you make this work with with your kid? Like now that that you have kids, like, you know, how how do they allow you to do this? I said the kids don't allow me to do anything. Their kids are going to follow you wherever you're going to go. It's your significant other. That's if you, you need a good. Re- and, and like you said, not saying your significant other is allowing you to do this, but they are. Uh, I, don't, I don't think sympathetic is the right word either, but they are definitely in tune with with what you're doing. They're understanding. You know? Yeah. Understand. Understanding. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. 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 So you're, you're definitely when, when you're a team, you know what I mean? When, it, when it, this is all, you know, I was uh, very late in the game getting married compared to a lot of my other friends. Same with you, Joey. Yeah, Compar- absolutely. You know, you know? not all and, of us um, had high school sweethearts, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I remember when I was younger in the club and I would I didn't understand certain things about relationships. And then and now I do. You know what I mean? And, it, and it's it's uh, you're, it's definitely a team. You know, you are a team, and and that's a actually we got a question the other day, Frank, about that on the yeah. uh, on the thing, so we can get into that topic about um, our wives and stuff at a later point. But yeah, it's okay. a good. That's yeah, a, like we've said, or like I've said before, 
we've been doing this so long now that we're diff we are fundamentally different people now than we are when we started. We mm -hmm. like you cannot compare the two. We're like the same people by name and like stuff like that, but we're different people. So and that's to, and that's what you're saying is like you just adapt and evolve. And it's fun. It's it was fun. it's it's fun. The change was fun. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like as much fun as the the parties were and the everything Joey waking up in the living room fat face down. You know what I mean? Like the the whole transition has been at least for me it's been enjoyable. Oh, for sure. And it's been really enjoyable watching my friends go through that transition too. You know, with uh, some of them had kids when I first got in the club and then um and some of those kids have kids now. And yeah, then some crazy. people like Joey who just is just starting, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's fun to watch people go through these transitions and you can go through them too. You know what I mean? Everyone's mm -hmm. kind of, some people are, are on the same, uh, they've had two kids and they're about the same age or, you know, babies and they're the same age or just got married around the same time. So yeah, the entire adventure is, is fun. Yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, it sounds corny, but life's a journey. Like that's the that's the point. It's just like enjoying all this stuff, even the the not so great stuff and the struggles and stuff like that. It's just part of the process. It is, and it is, and it should part tell other process. people. Like if you're not if you're not enjoying the process or if you're not enjoying the journey, you need to maybe, you know, figure it out and enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool. Well, we've been droning on for a minute. I think this went really well. Yeah. Any uh, I think any so too. final thoughts? Uh, thank Joey, you guys for having me our on, esteemed man. first guest. Uh, thanks for having me on, man. I, I love talking to you guys, so I could do this for days. I really could. Um, this this right here was a big factor in me being a part of this club for so long. Uh, we've talked about this before, Brian, on our on our long trips. I haven't got to go on them long trips like you guys in Texas, but <laughs> we've done uh, long drives together, and we get into talking about. Uh, that one of the best parts of the run was the end of the night when all the cruising was shut down and the stereos were off and you just told stories about things that you did adventures that you had people uh if it ever ends up making it on to another part of the show the time that me brian and little Dr brian <laughs> Uh, drove to San Francisco for Lana and Cheesy's wedding, who that should have been my story of telling somebody I married somebody. We drove to uh, to San Francisco. I drove from San Diego to San Francisco and back to San Diego after performing and partying at a wedding in 24 hours. Wow. In a, in a, in a in standard, standard cab, body dropped, flamed out Tacoma. Oh, <laughs> and hold on. And... Uh, who was it? Oh, little Brian couldn't drive because he, he had, had a DUI. lost his license. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, Brian. And, and, I didn't mean to throw you under the bus sorry. there. Uh, and Joey can't drive stick. No, that's not true at all. My Honda was stick. You wouldn't let no, anybody else you... drive. I was drunk coming home. That's no. Why. I. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. literally I sobered was... up in the eight hours it took from San Francisco to L.A., where I had met them because I was supposed to drive with Galen and he would not answer the phone and we were supposed to take Galen's car and so that's why yeah. we had to, the three of us go and uh yeah that was uh, that was we'll it have was, to talk about that again sometime yeah yeah it was it was a it was i was coming down the 15 i lived in marina valley at the time and i had dropped joey off and little brian off or no little brian was sleeping and uh, i was dreaming on the freeway <laughs> i remember i woke up and i out of a dream Whoa. And, I was, and I had I had missed the sixty, so I had to go all the way down to the ninety-one. Whoa! And this yeah. is back when wow. Brian didn't drive slow. 
He wasn't trailer or anything. This man was pedaled to the metal. <laughs> it's a that's wonder awesome. we're still alive to tell these stories. Let me tell you what. It is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. No, that's great. Well, thanks, Joey. Really appreciate it, man. Of course. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks so much for having me. For sure. Brian? It was fun. What? It was oh, fun. Am I? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to be quiet so that me and Frank could exit out of this. Oh, but yeah. No, no, uh, it was well, great. I appreciate it, Joey. Um, I, I really hope that all this worked out with the recording and the audio and, and stuff because, I, we, like, again, when we had the pilot episode, we can't recreate that first thing. Yeah. You can never recreate your first time, right, Joey? Well, yeah, and I hope you at least have it so that I can see it even if you don't put it on because this is hilarious. Too. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Well, cool. Well, that's Joey. He's our first guest. Thank you for coming on, and we'll see you guys next week.